Hello, I hope you're enjoying the erotic content returning on Thursdays. It's not going anywhere. Uh, I just want to say hi. Uh, it's a little bit of a COVID update. Uh, how I'm doing generally, and, uh, you know, just gonna try and give you a little bit of information. This is a quick little heaven and hell update. Uh, or I guess I should say hell and heaven, because we're gonna put the bad stuff first. And then a little timestamp where Ally can say, and then here's the nicer stories. Uh, so we do need to get into it, but before that, this is a podcast, and you guys have been so very, very generous uh, with me and my my whims, uh, my issues, and all the rest in the last, uh, uh, well, really throughout all of COVID. Uh, just please, please, please uh, share the podcast uh forward it, like on social media, and all the rest. It means a lot to me, uh, and and legitimately, thank you. All the kind words, thank you, everybody who says they missed the show or they missed me. Thank you, legitimately. Uh, I appreciate it very much. That being said, uh, that's the podcast housekeeping. I, uh, I, gotta, I gotta talk about this stuff. We gotta talk about this stuff. So, uh, I left you on the question of, is July 4th going to be a super spreader event? It certainly has all of the ingredients. And as I record this now, we're at the uh, 23rd of July. Uh, The answer is in, and the answer is yeah, it was. It was a major, major super spreader event, and the narrative has changed. And that's why I, I felt the need to kind of do this special update. At first, I was just researching nice things. Um, but we got to, unfortunately, we got to have a talk about what's happening on Planet America right now. Um, and why, besides maybe China uh, getting a huge, huge outbreak, uh, what's happening in America right now is going to cause a lot of trouble, I think, down the road. So... I I just need to say, before we go any further on this one, I'm going to be talking about propaganda. And I understand how that can make somebody sound, because it's not really propaganda made by anybody. There's no single nefarious actor or group, and I'm not even really sure there's nefarious actions at the end of the day. For some people, sure, there's some bad actors, some pretty selfish actors. But overall... I have come to the conclusion that a lot of public officials and a lot of medical doctors actually don't really understand statistics all that great. They took the class, they know how to read them off real good in a medical context, but in an actual, like, analytical capability, what do statistics say? Why do we use them to try and look forward and not backward? I don't think people are being evil. I don't think there's a lot of malice, usually. There's there's some people trying to mislead on this one intentionally, and it's pretty bad. But overall, we got to talk about really, really intentionally propagandizing misleading statistics like 99% of all people who have died in America died unvaccinated. Well, no doubt, when your country is losing three or 4,000 people a day before you can vaccinate... <laughs> Throwing them all in really skews your statistic up a lot. So, get used to this, unfortunately, is is going to be the first message of darkness, of gloom and doom. Get used to literally 
the best offering that you can get available in a headline being forwarded. There's a lot of people who think the media is going crazy for COVID. It is not. It's actually been really hard up until recently to to get sources. Now it's starting to spike up again. Uh, media hates talking about COVID. You hate hearing about it. And it's very, very clear. The New York Times was starting to bury it. Real down deep below, now it's getting back towards the top of their pages. Washington Post totally fucking abandoned any any fucking concept of reporting on COVID. I'm like, all right, I guess it's kind of bad. You can just tell, you can just tell that they don't like it uh, whatsoever. And their staff of writers sucks, and their opinions on WAPO on COVID are just garbage, just getting worse all the time. <laughs> Washington Post, usually a paper that Daddy loves, but in times of COVID, he barely can go there at all. There's no investigative reporting, there's no diligence in reporting, and there's plenty of 99% type statistics uh, thrown around. It's it's very funny when you go onto some of these news sites who have been, you know, had COVID coverage starting in March because they were late to the game. They didn't. They didn't realize what was happening until it happened. And they're like, oh, fuck. A lot of these sites, you know, they haven't updated a lot of their stuff since the original part. So there's a lot of, hey, can COVID mutate? Yeah, sure. Like, you frequently asked questions. Can COVID mutate? Yeah, sure. But don't worry. It's not going to do that. These type of viruses mutate so slow, and we'll see it years in advance. You know, there's just tons of this shit just hanging on. Uh, I was going to 538 for a long time there. I was going to 538 once a week because they had this great collective, like, this is what this model does, and this is what it projects, and this is what this model does. But so few people were clicking on it that they just stopped it months ago. They'll probably have to bring it back at this point. Um, in very stark and very frank terms on Planet America, in case this information is not getting out, before July 4th, America was at its lowest point in the pandemic ever, and we were sitting around ten to 12,000 cases a day. We're also at that point testing around 800,000, 900,000 cases a day, and we're, and we're getting back ten to 12,000 positive. And for, that's too high for a country like Japan per 100,000. It's too high for a country where you getting sick doesn't make a lot of people money. But it was an okay amount for us. 250 deaths or so a day, 200 deaths or so a day, somewhere in there, kind of bobbing and weaving, depending on who was counting. Uh, because, <laughs> unfortunately, in America, there is no real determination on who counts as a COVID death or not. So sometimes totally unqualified people who do, like, spreadsheets for prisons just go, yeah, they had a COVID diagnosis and they died, but we don't count them. No medical training. None. Just work stats for the prison office. Nah. Nah. It's fine. It's probably fine. Um, so just, so this is just like one of those super undercounted numbers, probably. Uh, how many people are dying of COVID in real time in America? Doesn't, it doesn't add up with excessive death at all, even remotely. And the stat was still looking really good, really low death, around 200. And the thing I just got to say, just as a bit remedial, I know it's kind of boring, but death is a lagging indicator with all diseases, but especially COVID. And there's three pretty great BBC headlines that came from The Guardian, one after the other. Uh, obviously not the same day. 
But there's three great uh, headlines of the BBC, or sorry, the Guardian, not BBC, that go in order. One. UK has highest amount of cases since March. Two. UK has highest amount of hospitalizations since March. Three. UK has highest amounts of deaths since March. I don't want to laugh. That's a horrible laugh there. I don't want to be laughing. That's a stress laugh. That's a, <laughs> I'm in danger laugh. Please don't think I just love it when English people die. I mean, I had, I had a, I was, I was with an, I was kicking with an Irish chick for a while who would dig language like that. So I'd give her memes, but I, I don't give a shit. <laughs> you invented curry. Or not you invented curry, but you invented Western curry. <laughs> am I going to get in trouble for that? How much am I going to get in trouble for that? I don't know who invented curry. Don't yell at me. All right? I'm getting through the days in my own little malaise as well. Don't yell at me for thinking that curry was English. What? It's Ricky Tiki Tavi. But that's not the name of the dish. I j that was a joke. Obviously, I know the mongoose from Kipling is not the dish, but I can't remember what it's called. It's such a stupid-sounding name that has curry. What is it called? Oh, this is going to drive me nuts. Oh, well, I should probably save stuff like that for the, for the fun part of the update instead of where we're at right now. <sighs> Let's get back on track, Jack. God damn it. So... There is absolutely no hard number or proof of where we're going to go next. It's all estimations, and it's all models, and it's all based upon pretty, pretty big, big changes to the formula. How frequently someone gets reinfected with Delta over the original variants is a big, big deal, and you can't just skip it. What level of transmission is happening through fully vaccinated people? You, you can't just—I mean, of course you have to. You have to estimate that number to get the estimate out. But you can't just estimate that number. You have to really try and find out. And we're not. Uh, and so I just need to tell you that the, the, the back of the math— the back, the back of the napkin math that we're doing right now collectively as a country, even our best and brightest, because they don't really know. We're still in the dark is based upon a lack of testing. Up until very recently throughout July, we were testing very, very little amounts. Last July, last July, we were testing 800,000 uh, 800, or more a day, sometimes over 900,000. This July, up until the spike happened, we were closer to 650, 625. At our highest point, we were testing between 2 and 2.5 million a day sustained. We are down to, we were down to less than a third, significantly less than a third of that. Now that is spiking back up. But I need to tell you this number because when it says 61,000 today, last summer it would have read 75. And this winter, if we were testing at the same rate, it would say around 175 already. The positivity rate for when with old COVID, with L cluster COVID, which I want to call OG COVID, but I can't because it's called L cluster. So somebody will actually think it's OG COVID. <laughs> so I have to remember every time, L cluster, stay on target. You're trying to be an adult here. And failing. 
with the original L cluster version, all right, lineage, variant, strain, whatever word you're most comfortable using, because I don't give a shit about the semantics between them. The transmission rate for this thing is absolutely minimal compared to Delta. That part we know. That part of the formula we can plug in. So we are seeing a massive, massive jump in infections from just basically July 4th and then who those July 4th people are infecting. And it doesn't seem to be slowing down. Obviously, it's not going to go as quick. It was a major three-day weekend there, uh, July 3rd through 5th. It was a whole orgy of fireworks and people gathering, uh, long, long lines, lots of travel everywhere. But here's the problem, and this is the, the amount of the formula that I'm going to give you. Just because that spike came and went away doesn't mean that it's not just going to keep smoldering and going out of control, all right? Just because it's going to keep spiking that hard, the rate of growth still sustained well after those July 4th cases uh, have been accounted for, because those are pretty much all accounted for by the 18th, 19th. Delta seems to work a little faster, just a, at least a little faster uh, than the other variants. And so the other issue with our lack of testing that is now spiking up, and so we're going to get better and better pictures of things, is that <laughs> it's only just now taught us what Delta's dominance is. Delta has jumped to 83% of national cases, which means there's headroom. Okay? It's not going to get to 100 probably. It might. I mean, it has in other societies, but those societies don't have a lot of gamma. Don't have a lot of lambda around. Probably. Probably have a lot of lambda. It's the guess, but it's a guess. Do have a fair bit of gamma. We'll see. We'll see if it can now compete gamma and how hard it does so. Uh, pretty quick here. But we don't... We only just now found that out. We're lagging, lagging, lagging on our genetic sequencing, and uh, we're lagging because of testing, and it's just not, neither's a priority uh, nationally for the U.S. It's about to change. So Delta is going to grow a little bit faster than now once it reaches 100%, or as close to 100% as it's going to get. Air travel now, according to TSA's numbers, are about 2.2 million a day, between 2 and 2.2 million a day. What they were before the pandemic, around 2.5. Around 2.5 is a great average uh, kind of day, kind of a kind of a little above average maybe, but 2.5. So we're pretty close. We're at 80%, 85% uh, of our pre-pandemic travel. What was it around the holidays when it led to a major spike? Uh, right around a million. A little over a million and change. If you, if you take all the days especially between something like December 19th and January 3rd, it averages out pretty, pretty closely to about a million especially. So that's a pretty good window. And we're 2.2 times that, at least two times that, and at least, and sometimes often 2.2 times that. Uh, air travel does seem to be slowing down just a little bit, but up until this buckle, it's just been growing, 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 growing. So there is a lot, quite frankly, of malicious information coming out from, I think, probably well-meaning county, city, and sometimes even federal government officials about, nah, it's just the unvaccinated, it's a pandemic, the unvaccinated, it's a pandemic, the unvaccinated. Well, it's pretty clearly not. The states 
And counties within those states have incredible variants in how many people are vaccinated. And there's absolutely no doubt that the unvaccinated are getting way sicker way faster. However, we have never in this entire country had all 50 states going up at the same time. You hear me? I've watched this thing like a goddamn hawk. Like a goddamn hawk with an espresso habit. I know you know that's true. Whatever else you think about me, whatever I stumble on and get wrong, I've been watching this motherfucker. And never at any point in this have all 50 states been going up at once. And they are. What's way fucking worse than that is when I start looking, and I just mean just pulling out the bargain bin. Just literally, it's something. It's a reference you're not going to get. It's, the, it's a zero effect. I use the zero effect method when I'm totally bewildered and confused. Instead of going to look for something or instead of to investigate something, I just literally start pulling up anything. Start pulling up county papers and city papers from places I've never been, never heard of, don't know a goddamn thing about. Total flyover fucking goddamn Cthulhu nightmare emptiness of America, and I just start reading. I just start looking. What does the county registrar, with star being its own word, say? What does this bumfuck county of 80,000 in Idaho say today? I've never seen the paper before. I'm not looking for anything. I just dig in and I start pulling up. A funny thing when I do that these days. If you take the population of that county or that area and you look at the death and destruction that had suffered recently from COVID, the last few months, it's just so much higher than the national average every time. Does it matter how small or how big or if it's a state or if it's a county? Just about every fucking time you start plugging the numbers, it's worse than the national average. There's a couple of exceptions. I've schooled myself on this one. It did not work uh, in, not Minnesota, Wisconsin. Because uh, I, I looked it up and I was like, well, Wisconsin has, is, was literally doing better. Uh, was literally doing better up until July. Up until Delta came to town. Wisconsin was literally doing better than they were in 2020. And they're pretty much the only state that that's true of. Even with, like, California getting down real, real low, and it did, it was still kind of skating by at 2020 levels. That 2020 levels would find too unacceptable. There was a brief, beautiful period there. And then, of course, it started shooting right back up, especially in L.A. County. And, and very disheartening to anybody who's still clinging to the concept of herd immunity, San Francisco County. Uh, is it San Francisco County? Oh, I actually don't know. I'm going to get dinged for that one, I bet. I don't think it's San Francisco County, but I don't fucking... The county that San Francisco proper resides in. Uh, God damn, I should have just said Bay Area. That's what they do. That's how they get around all this bullshit. They just say Bay Area, and that's what I should fucking do, too. Bay Area counties! See? See how easy that is? Um, the infection rate is just kind of... It's, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. The... Ability for this thing to get through vaccines to vaccines is nuts. And I appreciate that I can be too acidic-tongued, and I really, really, all my time on this earth, I try and fight it, and I deeply apologize for hurting any of you with my bullshit, with my acidic tongue, with my mother language. 
But there is a lot of silver-tongued goddamn nonsense going on because vaccines do not get your way out of an outbreak when it's happening. <laughs> the plunger isn't going to push antibodies into your system in real time. It's not, it's not how it works. Furthermore, America really seems to have made a huge mistake with its vaccination plan. I know. I know. And you're not going to like hearing this. But the sooner we understand this as a country, the sooner we can fix or start trying to fix the problem. Here's the issue. Two shots of an mRNA uh, vaccine are looking to be pretty great protection. Daddy says you can't vaccinate your way out of an outbreak, but I'm also saying if you're not vaccinated or you've only gotten one vaccine, get fucking vaccinated. Both are true. I'm just saying that getting people vaccinated today does not solve the infections we get tomorrow or next week. It probably does not slow them down very much at all. That's why I'm talking about America's vaccine mistake, folly. Oh, if they had only listened to this madman who jerks off for a living from the beginning. <sighs> anyway, so the problem with our scheme is, and Israel's used the same one, and we can talk about Israeli data some other time, but it's not looking great. We decided to go with basically Pfizer's manufacturing deets, which they said, how about you give people a shot, you wait 21 days, you give them another shot, after 14 days, the, the light comes in, uh, makes it magically waves over the person before they wake up on the 35th day, and then they have all their antibodies. And one of the reasons why I've been so sarcastic is, of course, this is not how vaccines typically work, friends. <laughs> Otherwise, that's how we would do it when we're giving people all their shots. But that's not how people do their shots. That kind of defies basic principles of immunology. That kind of sounds like you're trying to get everybody back to flipping a fucking burger as soon as fucking possible, to be perfectly fucking honest with you. And a lot of people pointed this out with medical degrees and got shut down. Anywho, all of the data coming in says, hey, if you have the shots about eight weeks apart... Maybe 10, maybe 12, little bit of statistical noise, but definitely somewhere around eight uh, weeks apart, you're going to have a way better antibody response than if you do three. How much better? It's too early to say, but it's double digits better and blocking all the bad stuff, except for death. So we just... We need to be clear about this one. Mixing and matching is looking like the way to fucking go. It's all over the rest of the world, but in America, it's dirty and dangerous. Uh, so that's the first mistake that we may have made, is forcing everybody onto a train and not letting them off until, until you said they were done. Uh, not allowing mixing and matching. Only allowing three vaccines to be approved for emergency use, because those are the three that you bought. And not mixing and matching. Woo! We did it. So, the other thing is, it's pretty, pretty, pretty funny thing about people who have gotten both shots about six months ago. Uh, they seem to be more likely to get sick. So America could really kind of, I think, 
fucked up pretty horribly on this one, and we need to be acutely aware of the fact that there's a chance that a significant amount of our antibody response, our collective antibody response as a nation, uh, takes a big-ass fucking dip sometime here in the next 90 days, which is not a great time for it to happen. Oh, I mean, thank God it won't happen in the winter because COVID is seasonal. Okay, so guys, we went from ten to 12,000 uh, right before July 4th to uh, 70,000 today is my guess. The number for uh, the 23rd isn't in yet, but the 22nd's in, and it's looking like 65. Uh, that's a pretty good estimate. Oh, it's going to be way fucking higher because Florida reports once a week, and that's Friday, and that's today, but I haven't seen those numbers yet. Yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be, wow, it's going to be crazy. Um. You need to be aware. Just super quick, brief recap. You need to be aware of why it's happening. Our vaccines are not working as effectively as we thought. Uh, Already we are down to 93% uh, block severe case and death. Given the fact that antibodies don't start really forming for a week or two, uh, I I legitimately think after all the pixie dust promises that that America has fucking made on these goddamn things, it's going to be a real tough sell going forward. The most devastating stat for me on vaccines that I really did just want to cry and cry and cry about, uh, <laughs> 25% of 12 through 15-year-olds in America have gotten their vaccines. It really is a it really is a fucking madhouse of a country. How did that happen? All this push to get all these fucking assholes fucking vaccinated and jumps hoops were jumped. <laughs> Red tape was cut through. <laughs> the clamoring the clamoring got an answer. And then I guess someone's like, "Ah, kids can't get it." I mean, that's my only answer because it's not like 75% of adults are fucking anti-vax. So they're just not forcing their, I mean, I grew up in a very abusive household. The idea that I couldn't, especially since both my parents were smokers, the idea that like they, I, they wouldn't force me to get a vaccine as soon as fucking possible if I was 12 or 13. I don't, I, come on, what the fuck's going on here? Who do I have to slap? I'll go to, I've never, ever, 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 despite all of it, despite really, really getting close a couple of times. Thanks, white privilege. Ding. Never really, really gone to jail. Never really. I'll take the hit. Even though jails are basically just execution houses in the U.S. right now. I'll take the hit, and I'll slap whoever I need to slap to get the adults who have gotten vaccinated to vaccinate their stupid fucking 12 to 15 year olds. Because let me just say, if that fucking stat even remotely continues on into the fall, into the school year, I'm going to lose my goddamn mind. <laughs> Everyone's saying, who's the most unvaccinated population? Is it Republicans? It's like it's like a goddamn shitty South Park family feud parody. Is it, show me Republicans! Show me the blacks! Because the people who say black people don't get vaccines don't say black people. They say stuff like the blacks. And it's always like, oh, God, that is just so suspicious. Uh, I meant auspicious. Uh, it's weird that those words are too close to each other. Uh. <sighs> it's just, come on, man. I don't, my dog is screaming. 
<laughs> it's not it's not that subtle. <laughs> and the actual answer is 12 through fucking 15-year-olds. <laughs> That's the real answer. Did you hear that anywhere? No, daddy had to find it buried somewhere. Ah, uh, we are mistaken about a lot of things. So, basically, that's, uh, I just need to get that out, and I need to make that clear. You are being lied to, actively. Um, there is a cabal doing it. They're called the AMA? And the CDC? And the NIH? <laughs> Sorry, what the car are. It's, it's weird, the goddamn mental aerobics they're about to go through, because they're about to be really excited to say, put your fucking masks back on. Because even if masks only slow transmission a little bit, we need to slow down transmission really bad on planet America. I don't want to be laughing. It's just that I don't... I got Ali addicted to a kind of game that you don't play years ago called an idle game. Or I call them idle games and nobody else calls them those. Because everybody else calls them clickers because they all play them. The dunces, the dunces. The entire pleasure is that you watch the numbers go up doing as little as possible. Ah, oh, you fools. Anyway, I got I got addicted to these. I got Allie addicted to them. Occasionally a good one comes out and I just have to play the shit out of it. Just, you know, or like I'll actually just like get fast food and booze and like have a time. Put on like nostalgic music and just have a goddamn time playing one of these games. And what you learn playing these games, like, super quick, like, right away is like, oh, wow, 5% can be a lot. If 5% keeps happening, 5%'s a shit ton, huh? <laughs> wow, 5% over and over and over again is a lot. See, I thought it took 20 of 5 percenters going up to get to double, but it doesn't. It only takes, like, 16. Isn't that interesting? Oh, no, I'm doing... I, I finally realized what this voice is. It's a really shitty version of the albino from Venture Brothers. All right, now I can stop doing it. Jeez, uh... <laughs> uh... Billy. All right, that's for three of you. <laughs> I didn't understand the... Oh I, can't do... oh, I can't do a Billy voice. There you go. Never tried. I didn't understand the question. <laughs> uh, will I ever grow up? Nope. Nope. <sighs> I really wish that I didn't get off track there, because I think it kind of undercuts the fact that I'm talking about death and destruction. But really, these exponential games have helped me a lot in my in my quest formulas that I've had to write out so that I could get kittens to Mars. <laughs> it turns out we're just preparing me so that I would not in any way be daunted when I had to find out what the fucking attack rate was. What the? What do you mean? What's the attack rate? No, fuck. What do you, what do you mean that the numeral for that formula comes from another formula of eight fucking steps? Ah! I got kittens to Mars. And then I played David Bowie's Life on Mars, and I got him there, so I can do this. <laughs> Sailors fighting in the dance hall. <sighs> so there's all this excitement, I guess, because 
because people who are all like, oh, there's a sense of, there's going to be a huge clusterfuck of COVID coming in America, and it didn't happen, like, the second they said it should happen, like me. Uh, and, oh, small correction to the last time I, I, I did a mea culpa, I thought, when I was talking about having my little mental break in the spring, I thought it was iota, not epsilon, iota. B.1526 and its little uh, cousin variant that had uh, a similar mutation. I thought it was Iota that was going to take over the world, not Epsilon, just a small correction. It was originally known as the New York strain. Again, B1526 is how I think of it. Um, and then it got the name Iota. I thought it was Iota. I said Epsilon. My apologies. So now that we're, now we're in the Delta age of this motherfucker, uh, and Delta is causing all-time highs pretty much in any country it goes to once it gets there, and is causing just goddamn chaos and full shutdown systems in uh, very, very big countries like Indonesia and Malaysia, and I don't mean this in a snooty way, and you're probably not hearing that. Uh, that might be very surprising news to you after, like, well, that happened in India, and that happened in Brazil, and the answer is people are kind of bored. India's got a, India's got a big, big number of people, second most populous country, or first most populous country, I actually don't know off the top of my head, uh, and therefore that's, uh, you're not ever going to really hear it again unless it's like a Western nation filled with white people, quite frankly, just being real honest with you. Uh, and until their systems start buckling, it's not going to be heard. So Malaysia, Indonesia, they're out without oxygen. They're in that horrible state. Myanmar too, although that kind of made the news because America wants to bomb the shit out of it. <laughs> what? Come on! There's fighting going there. That one's fun. Da, 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 da. Uh. <laughs> So we're in a real bad situation worldwide as a species. I, I said, and I appreciate if it got an eye roll, I really do, more people could or would very well die in the next six months, i.e. July 1st to December 31st, 2021, than the previous 18. What is happening in America with Delta is just about as much fucking proof of that as you can possibly goddamn get. And that needs to be stated clearly before we move on to the nicer stories. We need to state clearly that America had a lot of built-in defenses and we're watching them get blown the fuck away. Our vaccine profile, our collective antibodies from previous infections, even if you only go to, I mean, even if you quote only, go to one-fourth of Americans being infected by this because of, at one point people were thinking that two-thirds of Americans had already been infected. Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Uh, when we look at the antibodies and all the, and the Sarah and all the titers and all the fucking bullshit is on the large macro scale, it's closer to one-third than two-thirds for sure, like way closer. It's like 30 to 35 percent. It's like a third, not at all remotely two-thirds. And we still had that, so we didn't have a naive population, right? We, 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 there was some resistance somewhere, no matter how much it faded, because we don't know how much it fades or when it fades so much. There's so much research about that that I'm not comfortable at all. All I can tell you is that it does absolutely contradict itself in its findings and conclusions all the time. There's why there's not a lot of confidence coming out about that. And there's why there's a lot of, yeah, 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 infection should totally, should totally save you for a little bit. 
So we didn't have a naive population. We had all these vaccines in uh, pretty spread out. We're still not up to 100% of our pre-pandemic movement, unlike other societies that are. Uh, some of our wealthy are still hiding away and, and still cloistering back. Uh, masks and PPE for all of our medical professionals across the country, as far as I know. If there's a shortage somewhere, I don't know about it. Uh, again, our medical infrastructure, pretty great compared to the rest of the world. And we have watched goddamn COVID slam right through. I'm just going to call it that we're at 6x72,000. Yeah, why not? This Friday, it will be 72,000. Whatever I said earlier in the show, fuck that guy. He was, he was timid. His, his endorphins hadn't kicked in yet. I'm the real Jack. You listen to me now. This is what happens at the CDC every day. Walensky every day. This is how she sits down at her desk. She just slaps her face. My mother, my sister, my mother, my sister. Just gets the fucking blow and goes, this is what the new Rochelle thinks. <sighs> we have all of these goddamn defenses. And we're at 6x in less than three weeks. It is not going to slow until it has consumed enough. We don't know what that's going to be with Delta. We don't know what consumed enough is going to be. There's a real confusing thing that happened this time around that not only didn't happen in, in America before, but I didn't really see ever happening besides Brazil. And that is... The rural areas got it first, and with Brazil, the explanation for that is the mutation happened. This time around with Delta, it is a little bit more confusing watching it go into these rural areas and then come back into the urban centers with such force. And yes, obviously, the lack of vaccination and the lower vaccination rates helps with that. That is half an answer. Because even if it's complete, that shows you that the game is goddamn changing even here, even now in real time. Because no model that I've ever read suggested that that was going to happen ever. And why the fuck would it? We know the vectors of transmission. We know how people are getting sick and where they're getting sick. This is bizarre. The only explanation that this layman can come up with is it really is just spreading by people just talking to each other on the street for fucking 30 seconds. Like it's that. It's it's really it's really jumping like that. You can't you can't discount it. I know that there's evidence in Australia, the two people passing by on CCTV and they never saw each other before or after or anything else. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, you know, an occurrence never merits a debate. So that, but just what we have to look at, what we have to see at this point is, it is that transmissible. Our vaccines aren't going to be as effective as we would like. Our antibodies are fading. And there's going to be a lot of misdiagnoses because our testing infrastructure and our sequencing, especially infrastructure, fucking suck. Lastly, Delta is often mimicking the typical cold symptoms. And so I personally think a lot of people, especially chillins, are getting COVID and it's being misdiagnosed and a test isn't being wasted. And that if we really were testing at a higher rate, we could slow this down. We have to have these discussions as a nation on Planet America. 
Otherwise, Planet America is just going to keep getting a wobblier and wobblier orbit. I'm sorry for hitting you all with so much basic fucking facts and news all at once in one big chunk, but I don't know how else to give it to you, because right now there's a lot of three-card Monty going on. Yes, you absolutely should get vaccinated. Yes, as soon as fucking possible. Yes, even if you've gotten your first shot. Yes, even if you've gotten sick. Yes, even if you want to become pregnant one day. Because it does not affect fertility. <laughs> I'm just promising you. No doctor am I, but it's not happening. There's a baby, there's a baby drain on, but that's not what's happening. Baby drain happening all across the globe, not just where we're getting vaccinated, and especially not just where there's mRNA vaccinations. It's almost like women don't want to fuck, and men to a certain degree don't want to fuck, because they really don't want to bring a fucking goddamn economic complication into the sitch. It's almost like if people are deprived basic resources, they don't have as many kids. Um, we need to we need to have these open discussions about what's going to happen next and where we're going to go. When the boosters become available, you need your booster. Okay, don't fight it. I'm just we're getting into the point where Israel's about to start their third shot for everybody campaign. I can just feel it. Uh, just just the way that they're going after it and 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 with their outbreak. Uh, this will be fantastic once available. I am actually considering just calling up and being all like, so I've gotten two doses. You want to give me a third instead of letting it go to waste? Uh, I know that there's probably not a lot of chance of that working, uh, but I am, I am as, we get, as we get closer to the expiration date, I'm, I'm thinking about trying it because it's not, like, it's not like the technicians in Walgreens have ever given a shit about anything in their entire fucking lives, as far as I can tell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want meth. Just sign it out so I don't get in trouble. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Go on, meth boy. Have fun. <laughs> it's not my door they'll be knocking on. Do you... <laughs> Have you heard of something called the opiate crisis? No? You will. Uh... <laughs> I, I am very dark. Uh, when the situation's looking grim. What does this mean prediction-wise, Jack? What are you saying about where we're heading? Uh, just know we're good. Nothing specific besides know we're good. This thing has... I said this thing was going to be a super spreader event, July 4th, very probably. Has all the ingredients, at least. Um, and it's just unpacked in a way that I could not believe. I legitimately, after watching this thing like a hawk for so long, after making so many gloom and doom predictions, I am shocked at what this thing has been able to do. In the Netherlands, in France, in America, all over. Um, I predict that there's going to be big bad second waves all the world over. And that is without any kind of mutation. If you want stuff to look out for, if you really want a lot of good information, good data to come out, uh, especially for what represents a planned America's future, it's time to start tracking Israel. Uh, I gave you six countries before. And I have to say, hats off to Scotland for beating all my gloom and doom. Uh, the other five countries, however, uh, I gave uh, ruh-roh. Especially 
uh, take Scotland out of the UK, and then the UK is starting to look real suspicious. <laughs> starting to look real V for Vendetta timesies. Uh, very, very confusing. And in true V for Vendetta uh, motif, Boris Johnson, up 10 fucking points! What is wrong with the English? What's happening to your brains collectively, England? <laughs> I, 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 I have seen few things that have made me throw my fucking hands up in the air quite like that. Imagine if Trump at this point was five to ten fucking points up of where he would usually be. If it was Trump versus any Democrat and the polling consistently had about five to ten points. How into the fucking world would you feel that is? Because that's England. That's actually England? <laughs> what the fuck is going on over there, you limey bastards? I thought fish were brain food. <laughs> is it really? The whole time, it was just the accents. If you sounded like a southerner, would we have always known that this is who you were? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, the 10% Bojo thing just it absolutely ruined my day, and I got it like 19 minutes after I woke up, and after I, after that, there was two solid days of, I'm not reading the news for hours until after I wake up, I'm playing my stupid little traffic game, <laughs> which is the most relaxing thing in the world, because I don't actually have to imagine being in traffic, uh, thank you, Life O'Reilly, and... <laughs> Hey man, I'm the one who chose Life O'Reilly on my character creation uh, sheet when I when I made this bad boy and I went through this existence. Don't get mad at me that you didn't put it on there. Oh, I think I'll put hard worker at ambitious. Sucker! Sucker! <laughs> yeah, yeah, seeing the Bojo stat after everything that's happened there just fucking broke me. So... UK, especially England, not doing so great. And then if you want to see some crazy fucking curves, just look up Netherlands COVID. Oh, it's just goddamn insane. It was like somebody wanted to do it like a... It's like the first Hot Wheels trek you make when you're three and you don't have any concept of the conservation of energy or motion or any of that shit. You don't have any clue. You just make the stupidest shapes ever and you have a great time. It looks like that. It's bizarre what happened in the Netherlands. What's going on with France? Um... Delta's just goddamn slamoramin. So the other thing we have to talk about just real quick, as a layperson, this is something I didn't catch, but it's real, real sneaky. As a layperson, we use the term mild very differently than the medical community uses it, especially when talking about a fucking outbreak, apparently. So mild basically means anything that you could suffer up until the point that you're put on oxygen. That is the rule of thumb whenever you see that in a Planet America headline, and UK and other places as well. Medical standards change internationally, and I think even regionally? I think there's even regional medical standards? Like admissions and shit? So, this is not a universal thing, but basically there's a lot of, just like the 99% of people died unvaccinated. <laughs> no, we're going to tell you it's a 93% from the same article. Uh, same, same assholes are using, well, almost all breakthroughs are mild. <sighs> yes, thank you. 
<laughs> Thank you very much. So just be aware of that. Mild, those kinds of statistics, they're also bullshit propaganda. Sorry to say, that's all bad news. Okay. Are you ready for some good news? Even for Planet America, are you ready for some good news? Because good news can be good too, right? Um, uh-oh. Allie, not yet. I have to, I've got one more thing. This is on the edge, right? This is a good transition between dark and light. And this is just, like, in case anyone's worried, I'm going to blow my brains out anytime soon. I promise I only think about suicide as, like, a release because I can't stand coping with this world some days. And you can't just drink it all away sometimes because if you do that, you'll develop DTs. So thank you for your indulgence in putting up with me. I don't really deserve you, and I appreciate you. This is not actually the transition to the dark thing. That's just me ad hoc apologizing and being grateful or trying to. All right, so this is really dark. Uh, here's a guarantee that I'm not going to punch my lights out before I see how this plays out or not. This is, this is admittedly a little bit of a long walk, which is why it's the dark to light transition. But... Watching people that you don't like die is pretty fun. I know you're not supposed to admit that, but it is. Like, you know, if you really think someone's been a bad, bad person, Karl Rove, and they die, uh, it's fun, and it's celebrated, and it should be. Um, I think, because fuck them, you know? I, I like everybody who eggs Margaret Thatcher's statue. I really do. At least a little bit. There's a little bit of me and you, and a little bit of you and me, and I approve. Uh... I, it's just who I am. And so <laughs> I think at this point it's probably becoming pretty clear for all but the most politically inclined that Trump neither saved nor doomed America. He definitely made things fucking worse. I guess that part's not true <laughs> to a lot of people. They'll have a lot of trouble admitting it. He definitely made things a lot of fucking worse, but also just kind of look around. Uh, it was going to get pretty bad. So did extra people die because Trump was president? Sure. But before you have fun pounding away at that one, let's see what happens with excessive children's death by the end of the Biden administration. Just be real careful with that moral fucking high ground. Anyway, it could be slippery when it rains. Uh, <laughs> uh, there's just kind of this amazing state of play that Trump, if anybody else was was president besides Trump, Bojo and Scotty from marketing in the Western English-speaking rich nation world, this just strikes me as a chance that not only would the outcomes for these countries have been better, but there's a chance for the world as well of just somebody was not so dumb and could start uniting the press around what they were saying. If somebody was just a little bit more aware and less dumb, they could get this done. Alas. <laughs> we got what we got, and here we are. So I don't like Trump at all. I'm a critic of the Biden administration, but I don't dislike Joe Biden as a person. I think he's kind of an entitled dick. He's kind of... Everybody said Trump was walking entitlement and privilege, but when I squint, <laughs> it's kind of hard to tell the difference on those on those two fronts for me, personally. Uh, <laughs> but I, I do think Joe Biden's a much better person, much brighter person, a uh, much more capable person. So I don't hate him in the way that I hate Trump. I still hate present tense. Trump. 
And for those of you who are unaware, that motherfucker ran away from New York to do a little bit of a tax burden, uh, fangy-wangy, so that he could stay at his Winter White House, Mar-a-Lago, um, and, and enjoy the rest of his days. Personally, I think, because I don't think that health nut's got too much longer left to live. So, we've got Trump in Florida. That's the first piece on the board you got to keep in mind. The second piece in mind is Trump did absolutely make COVID worse. So we put those two pieces on the board right next to each other. And then the third piece is a little harder, but I'll take a crack at it. The third piece we want to put on the board is, is heavy. And it basically is that the guy who's governor of Florida, his name is DeSantis, he clearly has ambitions. He clearly wants to be Republican president. He clearly wants to control uh, an, an enshrined governor's mansion. He's just a right-wing toolbag uh, in a lot of ways. And he has done everything he can to make COVID both worse and invisible in Florida so that it's getting really bad. But like, you know, imprisoning data scientists, sending the police to her fucking house... Uh, reporting once a week, not counting certain kinds of infections, uh, undercounting certainly all kinds of bullshit manipulation. So, uh, the third piece is Florida has an incredible, inescapable COVID outbreak. The fourth piece that we're going to put on the board is just a little bit of recap of what we talked about for the previous 50 minutes, which is vaccines get less effective over time. Probably. <laughs> Probably pretty quickly. And looking around somewhere around six months. Well, we know when Trump got his vaccine. And we know that they gave it two shots as soon as possible. <gasps> Wait a minute, what? And if you put it all together, I'm just saying, it seems to me from a writer standpoint, from a poetic standpoint, from a history and... The arc of the universe is long, but it bends towards justice standpoint. Wouldn't it be fucking funny if COVID took this dude out? Like, seriously. Wouldn't you laugh? I understand it's dark. I understand it's a human life. Blah, 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 blah. But really, look at all the things that basically had to happen for the motherfucker to die of COVID. <laughs> and then they happen. Except for the last one. <laughs> but like... You know, in some future history, it's like, oh, wow, he moved to the one state that had, like, the biggest, deepest conspiracy about this thing? And then he caught it? <laughs> after after peddling all kinds of false information and making things worse? Huh. I wonder how the people at the time felt about that. <laughs> glow sticks everywhere. Haven't even seen a glow stick in five fucking years, and I'll still get them out. I'll, I'll find them. They will find their way into my hands like little mini lightsabers. Like Mahalanandir, the hammer of lightning from Thor. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, again, pretty dark, admittedly. Let's start off with some great fucking news. We go to South America. Air horns. Because South America, Latin America, it needs some good fucking news. And this has been a constant, constant talked about subject on this podcast by me, Chile. 
Chile is doing very, very, very well. They effectively have been in a, 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 a an ever-increasing, sometimes plateauing, but always looking like it's going to get worse over the next end, uh, rise for five fucking months out of 2021, five consecutive months, and now we are in uh, six weeks of incredible decline. They're back to 2020 numbers, uh, and of course, you know, they're, they're a Catholic country. They have Christmas. They got their spike. Uh, so to, to get down beneath spike numbers, uh, holiday spike numbers, is just fantastic. And that's just fantastic for them, and everybody should be so good goddamn happy. But it's even better news than that for everybody in the world. We don't know how much more transmissible than Gamma Delta really is. There's some theories, but we're finding out in practice when the two actually compete against each other. And we don't really know how transmissible Delta or Lambda is at all. We do know that Gamma and Lambda are very transmissible. We know that they do a lot of jumping around that other lineages just haven't. And therefore, with Chile beating this back with both Gamma and Lambda, very, very, very similar to Delta in their r not in their ability to spread, is fantastic fucking news for the world, your country and the world. Don't let the spiraling out-of-control numbers scare you. They've always getting higher before they get lower. There's always a new high before you find a way to bring them back down. It's not going to be an ever-worsening situation, and Chile is proving that. It may be a long fight. It may be a difficult fight. But Chile has a—I I mean, I've talked up what, what their vaccination program and their healthcare system and yada yada before in the past. But now, let me just say, they don't have the advanced weaponry uh, that a lot of nations have. And quite frankly, that means that we can learn. We can get it done, too. There was a lot of consternation and confusion for a long time of Chile. Did we get the wrong vaccines? Did we back the wrong horse? And time will tell, because I, I do think every country in the world is bound for at least another one or two or three or four or five waves. I do. Sorry. This is the, the happy part. I'll, I'll try and push that aside. Uh, time will tell as things go forward. But don't let people think or say or, or, or convince you that Delta is going to be the end. In my worst moments, I almost want to cheer for the fucking virus and be like, yeah, damn it. God damn it, COVID. Everybody said you were the big one that I knew you were the one that was so big. And that's an ugly side of me. I admit that. But, even if this does become the big one, it's not over. It's not remotely fucking over. I don't know what comes next. I don't know what we're going to have to do to achieve this on a global level, what Chile has done. We've got a long, long path forward. But Chile did it. It's not being celebrated. It's really quite annoying to me. Uh, after all the glowing, glowing praise that they got... Uh, for, for being such an early vaccination uh, uh, good kid that they got ignored when things got bad. I bet now that things are going good there again, they'll suddenly appear in the news. Uh, it just seems to be how it fucking works lately. 
So keep that in mind. Chile is doing it. Brazil is also a, a constant subject. They are not doing as well as Chile. Uh, it's a larger country, much larger country. It's a much more complicated country, logistically speaking. <laughs> Bolsonaro is bullshit. Uh, Hayer! I hate him. Uh, and there's just too much to cover about this guy, uh, and everything that's happened there, and all the fucking stuff that's going on with him and his main opponent. Uh, but just to say, Brazil's in a real interesting period right now, so it's not at all surprising uh, that they're not bringing it down the numbers as quickly as Chile, but they are bringing it down again. Gamma is toe-to-toe pretty, pretty transmissible and fairly comparable to Delta. So there's hope for everybody, especially since there's like a million articles blaming all of Brazil's woes on Brazil. Uh, <laughs> I don't, I probably shouldn't cite any of those, uh, but they're out there. Stuff like everything that you can do wrong in the pandemic, Brazil did. Like those are headlines. Just imagine how much worse it gets once you open it up. Just beating that redheaded stepchild. Uh, okay, so second good thing, and this may not sound like a great thing, at first, I admit. But it actually really is when you think about it. A lot of people are under the impression that first India had its big, big outbreak, and then Delta was formed in that outbreak, and then it came around the world, and that's why we use this new system, because they all happened around the same time chronologically. Well, not at all true. Delta was first sequenced in a wealthy Western Indian state late last year. And that may not sound like good news. In fact, I think I've actually pointed towards why that's a pretty bad thing, because it means the next variant could be out there. But now I want to say that I've done some more thinking, and I've done some more reading, and I want to turn that around, and I want to say, boy, it's actually kind of good news. Because we're looking at how transmissible Delta is right now, and we're looking at all the good things, uh, bad things that it's doing. <sighs> Mask off. All right, I'm on the virus's side. You caught me. We're looking at all the terrible things uh, that the virus uh, is capable of doing. Why didn't it right away? And the answer is it had to, it had to reach a certain level of circulation. I don't know when. I don't know where. But eventually the rich nations of the world are going to get the memo, wait a minute, we're spending billions of billions of dollars every day on COVID one way or another. We should probably spend just a couple of million on this whole testing and sequencing shit all throughout the world so that we can see the next... Oh, God, why didn't anybody come up with that idea? Us politicians are so much smarter than scientists. I don't know when or where that's going to happen, but it's got to happen eventually. Eventually, the understanding is going to be through. Wait, 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 wait. You're saying that an outbreak of COVID from some other country could come here? What the fuck? It's new information to me. Uh, that's what Joe Biden sounds like when there's no cameras on him. <laughs> Joe Biden, the senator from Buttafuoco. Uh... <laughs> as, he, as he was known back back. It took months for Delta to make its way. And then why did it spread? Is it because it's just so pernicious? No. No. Look at international flight paths and you will see a lot of flights go in and out of India. I have a sneaking suspicion that if Brazil had seven times its population and was in the middle of goddamn Asia, that Gamma would have jumped across the world very quickly when it was having its outbreak. That's just a guess, obviously. 
But Brazil, South America, all Latin America really, is pretty easy to cordon off from the rest of the globe flight path-wise. And because it's such a small percentage of the population and global economy, it's pretty easy to cordon off from a not from a political standpoint because there's very little pushback in your society. Your society has to regionally have a lot of people from one of those countries for you to give a shit, and statistically speaking, it doesn't. It just doesn't. So there's not a lot of lack of commerce or trade for most countries in the world if they just cut Brazil out and all Latin America as well. Just snip, snip, nope, nope, no, you don't. That actually works pretty fucking well for most countries. Doesn't work nearly as well with India, especially. Hey, hey, you're cutting off flights from our country right before we deliver vaccines to you? Right before we deliver the vaccines, you're going to do this to us. Okay, that's interesting because... So far at International Court, the contracts take forever to go through and they're not possible to be enforced. So I just think, as India, I think it's real interesting that you're thinking about doing that. <laughs> so this, oh man, this is the happy portion. But what you need to really consider uh, legitimately is that it took that kindling, right? It took that outbreak in India and it took India's concentration in the world and its importance in the world to shunt this thing around as far and fast as it gone. Is it gobsmacking? Is it bad? Delta, yes, no doubt. Buckle up, you just gotta accept that. But we can beat it. The next goddamn lineage, the next strain, the next variant, we can beat it. We can see the outbreak coming, and we can stop the goddamn planes, we can stop the boats, we can stop travel. All global speaking, we can throw them extra ICUs, we can throw them extra Regeneron or whatever the fuck it is. We can throw them everything, whatever's working. We can do that. And it's way cheaper than what we're doing, this see seesaw of, Everything's open! We've been the virus! Everybody cower at home, oh my god! That's going to just wreak so much havoc on economies, on personalities, on everything. National identity, infrastructure. It's just so much cheaper to do it the other way. So, do think of it like that. We will eventually learn our lesson. I'm positive. Cynic that I am! Someone who tells you things are worse than they seem that I am. I'm telling you, down the road eventually, we will get this figured out. It will come together. There's too much money at stake. There's too much boredom at stake. They can't, the rich can't handle. They, they, do, you, do you know that sometimes there's so few staff now at the airports that flights are just being canceled and the rich can't go away? They're not going to let that keep happening, and that shit's going to keep fucking happening worse and worse the longer we, uh, we stay on the seesaw. Okay, the other thing that's really great news about the Indian wave is, again, Delta. This is Delta, and it flashed over India, and it beat the shit out of them compared to the first fucking outbreak that they had nationally. It has been a really, really horrible wave. Undeniably. Catastrophic. But even under the most cynical looks of it now, it has been beaten back, largely. India is very likely going to experience another wave before the end of this year. Sorry. But 
looking at what they were able to do, looking at how India, with its very low vaccination rate, with its very low-tech solutions, was able to get through this, there's a lot of hope. Please do not hear any kind of insincerity or lack of humanity for the dead and the suffering, because what allowed to unfold in India is terrible. But that's why it's good news, because the recovery is awesome so far. It's just an awesome goddamn example of how people, even when a system's failing them, even when their leader is failing them, can still recover and overcome. And that's very much this this podcast's opinion of Modi and what he's done. He has failed. He has lied. He has not delivered. He has misconstrued. Uh, he's He's a truly horrible person. Truly. I can't believe I used to only slightly dislike Modi. Uh, it's a full-on hate boner now. Now it's like, like it was like, like Manu and Modi were like kind of close, but like, oh my god, fuck hating Manu with anywhere near the passion as Modi. Get out of here, you fucking twerp. Go fuck your teacher mom wife. <sighs> this is the happy portion. Uh, really, honestly, India being able to uh, swat that around uh, um, and, and get out of their their barrel roll of doom. That is fantastic news. Other nations can follow suit. Chile did it. India did it. They did not do it the same way. They did not use the same tools. They did not share the same outcomes. They did not suffer the same losses. And they still got over massive waves. We can. We will. Everybody can. Everybody will eventually. Eventually. All right. And last, you just heard a little clicky wicky. So let me just pull this up. I'm just going to read this one on the way out. Lab discovers root cause of confusion fatigue experienced by COVID, long haulers. One of the biggest medical mysteries about COVID-19 has been how some patients develop something called long haulers. Symptoms that include fatigue and confusion and can last for months. Podcast note, over 200 symptoms found in one one NHS survey. Back to reading. A California virologist appears to have discovered the root cause, which is leading to better treatment and an end to suffering. Caroline Stepovich has been a nurse for 37 years years, never had she run to so many skeptics that she had symptoms of long haulers. You're going to have to see a psychiatrist, she told our sister station, KGOTV. You really believe you had COVID? You didn't. You really believe you had long haulers? You don't. And I will not see you unless you see a psychiatrist. The Carmel resident had multiple negative results from nasal and antibody tests. That's until a Bay Area researcher, the former head of virology at Stanford, verified markers in her blood through advanced analysis. They're not in anyone's head. They're real, said Dr. Bruce Patterson, the CEO and founder of Inceldex. (laughs) I-N-C-E-L-L-D-X in San Carlos. They're due to real in immunological immunological abnormal ab- <laughs> immunological abnormalities. And now we have ways of treating them. Dr. Patterson used machine learning to zero in on a specific kind of white blood cell called a monocyte. These cells were acting like garbage cans and they were going around scavenging dying cells that contained COVID proteins and that was reprocessing them so that the immune system can see them, he explained. The cells then trigger an inflammatory response that leads to chronic fatigue and brain fog, among many other symptoms. My brain fog was so severe, I would have to get up in the morning and make a list that I ate, that I took a shower, that I fed the dogs, said Stepovich. 
Dr. Patterson's work on the root cause of long haulers is helping long-suffering patients to be treated. Labs in Los Angeles and Chicago specialize in the analysis. Stepovich acknowledges that the development pulled her back from a dark place. The misery from it, and that no one believes you, and there's no help, just makes you feel like, why live, she said. Patterson projects that one in three COVID cases may develop into long haulers. So far, treatment can lead to improvement in two to four weeks. His research findings have been published in the Journal of Frontiers in Immunology. He appears, he provides, he also provides information to patients and doctors uh, on another site. Okay, so obviously, you know, mixed bag with all that in there with, with, with how, how often COVID's breaking through uh, vaccines and what have you. But really, this is one of those hang-on notices. You want God or someone to send you a sign? This is the best I can do. This is the best sign I can give you that people are making incredible progress. I am skeptical that this is the only cause of long-haul COVID with everything I've read. I'm skeptical that it's just this one thing, I have to say, but I also don't have a degree in immunology, and I can't even fucking say it. Uh, and I'm not from Stanford, so maybe we should give it up to him. Uh, whatever the answer is, whatever percentage of people that get cured by this is fantastic. And there will be more discoveries. There will be more cures. There will be more, hey, you'll be better in two to four weeks. We just gotta, in the future. Don't know where, don't know when. Get to the other side. Okay. I think that about does it. That is the Hell and Heaven COVID update. I hope you're okay. I'm okay. Besides drinking too much and being too lonely, I'm fine. Everyone's about to be too fucking lonely because we're going to go back into lockdowns probably. I mean, I, I don't see any other way out of this. Yes, masks do in fact protect you at least a little bit. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how we got back here. I don't know how we got back to this question. At least a little bit, they probably do. Every little bit less of virus you take is probably a good thing when you're inhaling virus, if nothing else. Shoulder shrug. Do what you will with that. Uh, the only thing that this podcast, the only thing that I ask of you is that if you... If you, if you continue to live your life, which no one's trying to stop you from, if you should continue to go out and go to clubs and meet people and, and, have, and have conversations while fully vaccinated, I understand entirely. No one's going to, no one, no one on this podcast could ask you otherwise. All that this podcast asks of you is when you engage in these behaviors, Accept that you could be a real risk to others, and that you have to tell coworkers and family members and people scheduling to see you the truth about how big of a vector you are for the virus. Everything that I said in the first part of this uh, podcast, unfortunately, extra seems to apply to immunocompromised people. And so this is an outright plea. If you know someone who's sickly or someone who is immunocompromised or someone who's going to be going through a period of that, please be really conscious about that. There's so much confusion about if I have the vaccines, can I pass it on? Assume yes, big yes. 
assume with Delta because there's so much more of the virus in your navel cavity coming out your mouth when you're contagious than even a big block of antibodies. Even some real killer T-cells might not be hoovering up the virus enough, quickly enough, before you are expelling a potentially lethal dose. I don't like saying that, and it's not fun, but the reason why deaths tick up over time after you get the cases is first people get the sickness, then they pass it around, then the hospitalizations and deaths come. We are in that first slash second part right now. We don't know where on planet America and on many places on the globe right now. This podcast pleads with you, knowing that you're going to make your own decisions and live your own life. Be aware, the more you do so, the more of a vector you are. Please, please, please. The statistics are true. There's very little chance of you keeling over and dying. There's very little chance of you gravely, gravely suffering if you're young and healthy uh, of this thing. But we also need to make it perfectly clear that if you're out there, you do become a vector, and it is a stacking risk. I only went out for one day, but you go out to nine places, you went out to nine places. You gotta, you gotta keep that in mind for everybody else who's not as indestructible as you are. Okay, that's it for this podcast. Uh, I will be back whenever uh, for another update. I hope, again, you are enjoying the smutty stuff. I have to ask because it's my job. Won't you please share me on social the night uh the, the website is nightlypleasurespodcast.com isn't it oh fuck yes you can go and visit there you can get all of your information make requests and all of that good stuff commissions uh i am not in backlog i'm knocking them out and everybody is happy with them so if you've got the commissions it's now a good time uh, i'm going to regret this but I don't know any other better way to make an apology. So I apologize for yelling at everybody about my birthday. I'm turning 40. I'm alone. I don't want to be 40 and alone. And I am. And I hate it. So if you'll all just let me chill out in August, you can absolutely, like, wish me a happy birthday. Yes, I might even, like, chill out a little bit and because I have to, like, hate everything, do, like, a belated birthday and open a mailbox and everything. I am very sorry. It's not you. It is me. It's been a stressful fucking year, and it was a shitty 30 fucking days with the foot and everything else. Uh, for anybody concerned that I'm going into an incredible downward spiral uh, after the break-in, allow me to say super quickly to save some face and get off this birthday thing. Uh, I'm legitimately very, very proud of myself with how quickly I bounced back from that one. Uh, yes, in fact, someone did break a window right next to me and try and come into the house in broad daylight in the middle of the week. <laughs> and got me to scream like a madman at them until they ran away like I have a fallout perk. Um, that really did happen, and that sucks, but, you know, I'm not... That's the whole event. That's it. And what determines something like that is the recovery. Well, I'm back at work. I'm recording. I'm ahead of the curve. Uh, I'm actually doing better than at pretty much any other point in 21 or even 20 uh, since this goddamn thing struck. I, If I were working out, I'd be a lot happier, and I, I fully admit that while I'm so pro-mask and, and so pro-vaccine, it chafes my ass. It legitimately chafes my ass that I'm going to have to get boosters 
and get face masks to work out at the gym for the rest of my life. That legitimately is a bummer. And I have been contemplating, is this what finally gets me to home gym it up, like a real home gym? Is that the idea that I'm going to, I mean, I'm going to have to take, the, you're saying, oh, you need the boosters if you work out. Uh, we'll talk about this in a future uh, episode, depending on how bad the next five fucking months go. Uh, but this glorious promise of, oh, we'll all just take two boosters a year. Ding. Uh, that's a, that is not a promised fucking future, logistically. <laughs> I, I don't know, I don't know if you heard about this kind of thing. Uh, oh wow, a new story just came in. America just bought 200 million more doses of Pfizer. I wonder why! That just came in. Just popped up on my Google News. <laughs> million Pfizer doses, that number sounds familiar. Why does that number sound so familiar? Even though we were just talking about throwing out a bunch of expired doses. Not 300 million extra doses, not 325, but 200. Ooh, I wonder if there's a number that's related to 200 million Pfizer doses already administered. Hop, 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 hop. Uh, so there's, 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 there's some pretty good validation right there, uh, that daddy understands everything, no matter what they say, he understands what's actually happening, god damn it, listen to him, ah, alright, okay, okay, so America's definitely doing third, sh I'm sorry, I just, this is coming in in real time, it's, uh, okay, so America's definitely doing third shot booster, that's too, that's too little, that's too little for kids. It's too. They're anticip. I think the American government's only anticipating a booster acceptance rate of less than fifty percent. No. Oh wow. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Sorry. 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 I'm a nerd. It's just. Just. I'm just trying to trying to. Two hundred million is a weird number. I'm gonna dig into that one. Okay. 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 Um. Yeah. Yeah, that's my life right now. Uh, I'm maudlin one second, a fact comes in, and then all of a sudden I'm fantastic for about eight seconds, and then the neurochemicals uh, wear off, and then I'm back to who I am. Uh, all all jokes all jokes aside, and all all self affronting aside, I'm pretty I'm pretty I'm pretty proud of myself for for trying to just live my life. I make very good pizzas. I'm sorry for I'm sorry I haven't taken pictures of food uh, for a while. Uh, for one, I didn't cook for two weeks, and then now when I cook, uh, the the ankle, the whole heel, the whole leg is all much better. But it is really kind of a little bit stiff, and the and the advice is just stay off until it's not so stiff. There's no pain. There's nothing that says it needs to be like reset uh, or even was broken to begin with or anything like that. But you know, the, it's it was a major injury. I didn't I didn't overplay the fact that I needed some of you to buy me snacks. And that eating goldfish crackers and, and drinking smoothies for a couple of days just was the greatest. I re immediately regressed to eight years old. And it was dope because as an eight-year-old, I still had immaculate taste. Mm, I think I'll be pairing this with some Thundercats. Mm, yes. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so that's my life.
it's a bunch of bullshit. Hopefully, um, hopefully I can continue to uh, try and self-write, get back on all my good tracks, and give you the best of me. Sorry that I didn't. Always, as always, thank you for being good to me. Thank you for treating me very well and being patient with me. That's the podcast. That's the update. Uh, please stop being so concerned for me. I just need to stay away from all of you. Uh, while living through this constant 1984 up-is-down <laughs> nightmare where you don't want to be in the same room as me when somebody posts a 99% statistic because you will hear a fucking war whoop. And I, I know that that's not the best part of me, so you you don't get, you don't have, the Apache war chief does not, is that, I'm, pro I'm just saying that probably got canceled. Never mind. Never mind all future plans. That's it. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> all right thank you very 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 much i will see you soon there will be erotic stuff on thursdays still don't worry about it yes i can juggle it all because <sighs> we're gonna be indoor kids for a while again it looks like <sighs>